If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. I'm not going to lie. I was reading through all of our material on Katie and Ben, and I didn't know what to expect. Neither did I. They're babies. They're like, they're kids. They're 23 and 24 years old. Yes. And we say the show is all about couples and the things they go through. Yes. These two young guns have been through a lot. Everything. I I'm I don't want to spoil their story because they're going to share it. But I have to say they are probably the wisest people we have yet to interview. And <laughs> which, is, which is wild. They're kids. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean We've learned a lot from a lot of different couples, but I was super impressed with Ben and Katie. Uh, they have a YouTube channel called KB and Baby, where they talk about their experience being teen parents. They have three kids, mm -hmm. uh, and they are very young, and they kind of talk about how they got in the situation, um, how they worked through that situation, um, and they'll get into the nuances. I don't want to spoil it, but if you want to find out more about these two, we'll link their information down below. Uh, we're rooting for them to have a show of their own because- Yes, everything. Also, are we friends with them now? I hope so. They're probably the coolest people we've ever met. Sean's trying to get them to move to, to Nashville. She loves them that much. But. And I will say, if you are new to Couple Things Podcast, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, if there's one episode you should listen to, it is this. Really? I already texted three other friends yesterday, and I was like, you have to listen to this episode because there are so many phenomenal takeaways that could help anybody. Yeah, they have a really unique perspective. Would love to hear your feedback on this, uh, what you learned. If you found it valuable, please let us know. And let's go ahead and roll into this one with Katie and Ben. I want to start off, first of all, thank you for coming to Nashville. What a treat. Yeah, thanks for having us. I There's, know, I'm really excited. Gosh. We're trying to get you guys to move here. Yeah. I really am thinking about it <laughs> now that we've been here. <laughs> You're fueling the fire. Yes. I know. Yeah. We know good vibes when we see them. But I want to start off by asking this, because I was watching your... Um, I think it was a How You Met video on YouTube. And you mentioned something in there that's mm -hmm. worth expanding upon. You said you did the incline in oh, Colorado Springs. That was awesome. We do that together. Do you do it often? Is this a thing? Are you you know, no, because I've had three babies and since yeah. we've met. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's very intense. It's a very hard 
intense thing to do. Have you guys done it? No. Can you describe it for those who don't know what the incline oh, is? I wish I had it. it. There were, there's so many stats on it, but it's like, how many steps is it? I have no idea. It is like a crazy amount of steps. I the think amount it's of like elevation that you climb in such a short amount of steps is like Is it like stairs? or Yes, is it it's stairs. And at the beginning, it's just like normal stairs. And then it gets to stairs that are like... Two railroad ties high. Yep. So you're like, yes. you're literally... Mm-hmm. It's, it's less a you're, stair you're, and more like, like a... Crawling up of essentially, and it's one mile, mm-hmm. and I think it's something. Can you look this up, Lexi? Actually, it's I, crazy. How There's many steps they have? Like a sign. If it's it's insane. So I rolled in, and the legend has it that Apollo Ono has set the he record. I know this. So for one mile, for how like, fast? Yeah. yeah. You know, you remember the ice skater Apollo Ono? Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, he did it in 15 minutes. I think is the record. Yeah. We're talking one mile. I can run a mile in 5:30 or whatever. A, Apollo is a specimen still as you know i rolled in overly ambitious Obviously. overly confident and i was Obviously. like i'm gonna dominate this record no you're not you it know Wait, you, you've done it oh yeah bro oh and i yeah. got humbled i think it took me 25 minutes and oh, i had yeah. to literally just curl up in a ball <laughs> for a little bit afterwards yeah that oh, used to be yeah. like it's intense it's intense oh my gosh 68 percent incline 2,700 steps oh it's not even a mile it's 0.88 miles i That's would wild. die and the, my el- and the elevation gain is like insane so you stand up at the top when you're done. You're looking down. It's beautiful. You know, you look up there and you can see everything. everything. And there's this really nice trail down. Did you go down yeah, 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 the trail yeah. or did you go back no, down, down the, the trail? Yeah, okay. No, yeah. I was done. Do done people go down the stairs? Oh, yeah. There are people that would, would you just fall? go back down. <laughs> people <laughs> lap it. Next time you go, exactly. Next time you go, just go really early in the morning. There will be like some old guy wearing like a weighted vest and he'll just be going up and you'll what? see him running down and if he clips his foot once, he is tumbling. And it's, it's <laughs> petrifying is what it oh. is. I've seen... Families with kids on their back, mm-hmm. like with those soccer backpacks, taking their kids up. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while because it's she's had a lot of babies. Giant. I don't know it if I'd be able to do it. Brutal. Yeah. How old are you, Ben? 23. 23. My gosh. You guys got married four years ago? Is that right? Are you both 23? I know I'm, I'm not supposed to ask. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We it's always that awkward. Like, do you ask a girl? Cause no, like, yeah. No, it's 24. Good. Okay. Yeah. We got married at 19 and 20. Yes. Wow. Yes, very young. Had your and first kid. At 19. And I was wow. 18. So your babies are? Almost five. Okay. Five at the end of this month. Three and one. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You guys, I have a million questions. <laughs> Go for it. Ask oh. me. First, I can already tell I love you guys. Your Aww, dynamic is adorable. So <laughs> um, how long did you guys, like, date before you I got? I found out I was pregnant? Yeah. Two months. Okay. It was very fast. The story is very intense. Yes. The first year of us knowing each other was the hardest year of my life. It was crazy finding out that you were pregnant mm-hmm. with somebody that you didn't really know mm-hmm. very well. And having to work through that, getting to know each other while I was also pregnant and hormonal mm-hmm. was like a whole different person. Like you met one person wow. and then I was pregnant and it was like a whole nother person uh-huh. and then I'm postpartum and we're trying uh-huh. to figure out life we just got married we're meeting it's, each other's families and it's oh, just like a such a bizarre situation it was insane i know with us like we had been married we had been together for years mm-hmm. and the amount of stress that our first kid put on our relationship was so difficult yes i think walking back what was like the initial thought on both of your sides where it's like you'd only been dating for two months you had really only known each other for a very short time you're pregnant, a baby is introduced, that has to like rock your world. Oh, yes. 
it definitely did. It was hard for us to come together at first and because there were so many outside opinions Mm -hmm. and views on what we should do, if we should get married, if we should terminate the pregnancy, so Mm -hmm. many different opinions and views where he and I really didn't come together and make Mm -hmm. any sort of decisions together at that point, you Mm -hmm. know? Even us getting married was like uh, something that a lot of our family members were, hey, is this going to happen, you know? Pushing that on us as well. You're saying that wasn't as much your decision as it was like your family. Or it friends. was very influenced by a lot of people around mm-hmm. us. And, and we're, we're very young. We're influenceable. I was 18. She was 19. We yeah. have like these parents that are like we've known our entire lives and they're whispering in our ear mm-hmm. when yeah. in reality it's like a very adult decision that her and I needed to make. And mm-hmm. we definitely made the right decision. We're glad that yes. we did. We're glad that we make the de- that we made the decision. Mm-hmm. Don't but get it, me wrong. It, it's all turned out. It was all God's plan at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened. But it was a whirlwind mm-hmm. of events. So, and yeah. And I think at the beginning for me, because, like, you grew up with, like, more of, like, a Christian background, more of a mm-hmm. solid family. Like, mine, both my parents have been divorced twice. Like, very, my dad's, like, Catholic, but, like, kind mm-hmm. of not really. Um, and then my mom's just doesn't believe in anything. So it was kind of just hard for me initially because, like, my entire childhood growing up, I was like, okay, like, like are we going to terminate this or like what it is? Mm-hmm. And it, like you said, like we didn't really come together until I kind of had to sit down and be like, okay, like I don't care what anybody else says. Like I had to sit down with myself and be like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think in my, and it was weird because I kind of came to my own moral decision without using like a certain religion or like not using a certain religion, just following somebody else's beliefs. And I was like, I think that we should just keep doing this. And then when I was in, I was full in. Why, why did you come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That? I just felt like it would be, like, in the situation that we were in, I didn't want to, like, terminate the pregnancy considering, like, it was, like, our decision to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, why would, like, that, that didn't make sense in my brain. Mm-hmm. I knew from the moment I found out that I was pregnant that this was my baby mm-hmm. and I was going to keep her. And we can go into more detail about you know, what everyone said and how it all played out and how we ended up engaged and married at the end of the day. But when it comes down to that decision, I just knew in my heart that, like, this is my little girl, even though I didn't know she was a girl or boy. And we're lucky to be able to, you know, still be together and have the support that we did have Mm -hmm. to be able to make it happen. I love how open you guys are in talking about, like, what went through your mind because I remember when Andrew and I first got pregnant, it was like we weren't trying to get pregnant and we were even married. So like yes. things should make more sense. Right. And I remember telling one of my friends, like she was the first person I told. And I remember her question kind of taking me by surprise. Like the first thing she said, because she asked me, she's like, do you want to keep the pregnancy? Mm-hmm. And I remember it like taking me by surprise because you feel like you have these morals and values like before you ever get pregnant. You're like, oh, this is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. But when someone asks you that question, it really makes you kind of start over from the ground and oh, work yeah. your way up and be like, what do I actually... Now that it's actually happening to me yeah. and I'm put in this situation, Yeah, mm-hmm. how do I really feel about it? You can make assumptions all day or say yes. what you would do until you're actually put in that situation. Yeah, and I remember having that same feeling of like, you know what, this is my baby mm-hmm. and no matter what happens, like this is what we're going to do. Right. And But it does. Like until you're in that situation... You really have to like build everything from the ground up of like, what do I believe in? I'm curious though, because your guys' dynamic and your maturity is impressive on so many different mm-hmm. levels. I think 
Yeah, Sean and I didn't have our first kid till we were 25. Mm-hmm. And which like, you guys aren't even yet, no. which is wild. <laughs> like already in life, you're dealing with a thousand yes. difficult things. And then you add marriage to that. And it's like you know, 2000 difficult things. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all this frustration. And then you add a kid to that. And it's like 7,000 frustrating <laughs> yeah. or like oh, yeah. difficult things. And you have compressed the time period of all those difficult things from, you know, a matter of maybe a decade into a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but when you came to this conclusion yourself, was it, was it like this mama bear instinct of like, this is my baby? Was it your family? Was it your religious background? What do you like? So definitely had to do with my religious background and something that I just knew no matter what anybody said, like mm-hmm. I was going to keep this. It was difficult to go through and walk through telling the important people in our lives and hearing their opinions and being like, wait, like just mm-hmm. like you said, your friend asked you that. And you were like, wait, what do I believe? Yeah. That's kind of how I felt a little bit too. Um, but my parents were really the ones who solidified this decision for me. My parents, my dad was the last one to know. He and I had a little bit of a falling out before mm-hmm. I got pregnant. And I didn't want to tell him. Which is very normal for a 19-year-old yes. girl. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What happened was very normal for any teenager in their relationship with their parents. And I came to him, and we hadn't spoken since this falling out. And I came to him, and I told him that I was pregnant. And my mom had already known, and she mm-hmm. was. we were sitting there on my parents' bed. And he didn't even talk to my mom. He didn't even take any time for them to discuss this. He just told me, he said, if you don't want this baby, if you feel like you can't go through and raise a child right now, I will raise your baby so that you can have a relationship with this child. But if you can't do it, please don't terminate this pregnancy your mom and i will raise this baby and wow wow you can be a part of her life and then on the complete opposite side i think you should talk about like how my family reacted like i said that we had very different lives Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you came from like a very awesome like your family's amazing and incredible and so is my family but there's just been a little bit of hiccups here and there Mm -hmm. especially with my mom and how she reacted yeah that one was the hardest one for me for sure yeah because he and I are so new to being together and knowing each other, I didn't even know his mom at all. So mm-hmm. the first time I'm meeting his mom, we're like, oh, like she's pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. I'm pregnant with your son's baby. Mm-hmm. And um, her opinion was the one that was to terminate, mm-hmm. which was very hard to hear. It was very hard to walk through that together, being newly pregnant. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sick, sick. I'm laying on the bathroom floor, so nauseous, emotional. I'm trying to work through, mm-hmm. do I want to be with this guy for the rest of my life? I'm having his baby, and now my parents say that they will take my baby, and I want my baby, but she's telling me to terminate the pregnancy, and it is just... And we even told some of your other family members, and they the first thing they said was, so when are you guys getting married? And we're like, oh, you guys, wow. I just can't. Like, There's so many different... It was so straining, and I think once we were like... We're keeping this baby. My parents invited him to live with us so that we could live together, work on our relationship before this baby got here, and be together in a home that was stable, that had support. Mm -hmm. Once we got through the cloud of everyone's opinions and judgment and worried about what people are going to think and the emotions and what are we going to do, once we kind of settled down in my parents' house, that's where our relationship 
really started mm-hmm. to begin at that point. Yeah. We Jeez. made the choice to work on our relationship together, to grow together, and then ultimately get engaged and get married and keep going. Question for you, Ben. Yeah. So I think very different situations, like you're explaining of like your parents, even though you had a falling out with your dad, mm-hmm. still came to your side and said, we'll support you, yes. however that looks. But to have your parents <clears throat> have a different opinion than your own mm-hmm. and to not necessarily come to your side and say, we're going to support you. We actually want you to like get away from this. Yeah. How did you, I mean, at 19 years old, how did you find that courage within yourself to say, actually, mom and dad, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do my thing because this is what I believe that that is probably the hardest thing for a kid to ever do. Oh, yeah. I remember it was probably it was hands down the hardest point in my life just because like you had mentioned and I don't know like it's hard because like I've in like growing up I didn't really have the best relationship with my mm-hmm. dad and I always thought of my mom as like my security blanket and all this thing so our logic going into telling people that we were pregnant was okay we'll do my mom first we'll get the easiest one out of the way interesting and it was the hardest one she yeah. was the one that was like we need, you need to get an abortion like you are not going to be a good dad you can't mm-hmm. be a dad right now like Aww. you're not even growing yourself how are you think like it was like a lot for me like mm-hmm. just plastering and plastering and plastering and i remember like she would try to separate us and like t- would take me away and be like you are not going to be a good dad and it wow. was it was really tough for me it was very hard mm-hmm. and i think my perception going into like i feel like whenever you are telling somebody important news like you come up with like oh this is how they're going to react mm-hmm. in your head so just like being hit like that, mm-hmm. I always thought that her family, since they were a little bit more religious and things like that, I feel like I had an outsider's perspective of, oh, they're going to react the worst. Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be the opposite. And that really opened my eyes coming from an outsider's perspective, not really growing up Christian at all, to be like, wow, like how did, like I remember having long conversations with your dad and being like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Like how did you have the courage to just be like, I don't know you. And the mm-hmm. like, it's like as long as me and you have like seen each other, being Too like, much. come into my house, marry my daughter, and be the father. Like that's like, how do you do that? So I just remember that really opened my eyes to like Christianity and made me like follow and really like pursue it. And now that's like a lifestyle that we live by. But I feel like I kind of had a unique perspective of like kind of entering Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I <laughs> sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty i like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day the flavors are really good and i've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup my favorite flavor is the lemon lime and sean loves strawberry and tropical punch it's crazy to me that one stick and 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness yes sir that's why they say it hydrates better than water alone However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. What's your relationship 
like now with your mom? It's it we're, it's it's still a little bit. I feel like there's always gonna be that little kind of. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like we see her regularly for holidays, and that that's the thing is you like we have to realize that this is four years ago. Mm-hmm. We're actively trying to work on relationships. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like we've given up on it. Like we have tried our be- we're trying our best to like still mend things. Obviously, there's still things there because it was mm-hmm. a very turbulent point of our lives. But mm. obviously, we're not gonna just like throw her to the wolves and be like, oh, we're never gonna talk to you again. Like we have a good relationship with her right now, which is also a. F- a really big thing of you to do like hearing you speak of the reactions of parents and you kind of coming to faith basically through her parents Mm -hmm. you're now doing the same thing which is really really cool to hear Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful story in so many different ways like your parents reaction here we have a story of like reconciliation almost through this massive curveball yes i'm curious is it seems like things were rocky with your mom for a little bit, but were there any relationships in your life that did like long-term get fractured by mm. all these different things happening or? Um, I would say more just friendships at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having friends that were teenagers mm. and not being able to relate to their lifestyle and they couldn't relate to my lifestyle anymore. Mm. That was the only thing that really fell through. All of my family is still around and mm-hmm. wow. it's around my kids. Most of your family is, still around too mm-hmm. it was mainly just friend group yeah and teenage relationships that just kind of fell through at that point i'll tell you it's not just teenage relationships that happens at any age when you have kids it really does. Yeah. because we've had friends that were very close to us that we just you kind of fall out of that phase of life because yeah. you can't relate anymore right mm-hmm. it's not like anything happened no it's just I don't live your lifestyle and yep. you don't live mine. And yep. so until very I always say that all the friends that I had before, I'm sure we'll be friends again once oh, they yeah. have kids. Yeah. But uh, until they'll come then, running to you guys. Yeah. 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 yeah and I have had a few <laughs> yeah. that have done that, but I just can't wait until all of my friends that I know I still have a place in my heart for mm-hmm. when they have kids to just come together and be friends again. Mm-hmm. The amount of wisdom that you guys have been able to accumulate because you've pushed through all this mm-hmm. stuff it's amazing like it gets me really excited i think same i i want to learn from you guys <laughs> it's a beautiful and difficult thing about like having kids young which yes, i feel like yeah. we did much less yeah you know th- them to a w- way greater extent but it's like you go you got to go through the fire oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes. but I've, i'm curious because we have some close friends who are kind of in the situation pregnant uh with someone mm-hmm. they're not yet married to mm-hmm. walk us through the dynamics of that you, you talked about like do I even want to stay with this guy yes that was very hard seeing a positive pregnancy test mm-hmm. when at the time I was sneaking in and out of his house because mm-hmm. I wasn't living with my parents we had up. a huge falling out and I see a positive pregnancy mm-hmm. test and I'm thinking to myself what about college mm-hmm. what about like this is a this is a real baby now mm-hmm. that I have with this guy that he I'm forever tied to him now and do I want to live my life mm-hmm. the rest of my life with him I was so confused but m- I think we just really came together and made the decision I'm going to love you you're going to love me and we're going to love this baby and we're going to figure it out we are going to do this mm-hmm. because at the end of the day this is God's plan I don't know why this is happening to me right now, but it will all work out for the greater good. And and it has. Mm-hmm. Like we have told our story to so many people 
and reach so many people. And now we have a beautiful, almost five-year-old that I could not imagine mm. my life without. Mm. Just the idea of what the possibility could have been. Yeah. yeah. And if it it's just, just, it's hard to even think about that mm. some of us went there mentally to mm. not do this at all. And looking at her. But when you say it's God's plan, like you're not necessarily on that train at this point, right? No, I mm-hmm. think that, and it's weird because like, I feel like in my head, like even when we, like my reaction to when she was pregnant, like I feel like you never think, like I'm 17 years old, I'm focused yeah. on playing video games and mm-hmm. playing sports, like that's all I'm focused on. So like, it's just hard to like, like I feel like I didn't process, like oh, it's not going to happen to me, like it's mm-hmm. it's totally fine. And like, I think that whenever it came into perspective, I was like, clearly something, like this is this is your life now. Like, like step up to the plate, essentially. Like, Rick, dude. That, that's, I that's really like, do think that it is harder for a man <laughs> yes. to stay and say, I'm going to step up. This is my baby. I made this choice. It's harder for a man to do that than it is for the woman who is pregnant. And my favorite thing about Ben is he nev- he doesn't have any pride in a sense of, like, I'm better or this is embarrassing or mm-hmm. whatever. He doesn't have any of that. And... He was all dad, all in. He came to my first, he went to every single doctor's appointment. We went to a consignment shop because we had no money. We went to a consignment shop and we were buying all of these secondhand things. He worked his butt off, worked over 40 hours a week at Chick-fil-A and bought her crib, went shopping with us. We didn't even know if she was a boy or a girl. We were buying all these like gray and white Mm -hmm. things. He was there and that's hard for it's harder for them to yeah. make that decision. And he did at barely 18 years old. I remember that with, again, Andrew, and we were 25. There's like this weird mm-hmm. shift in a woman's body and mind. Yes. It's like, you're all, you're immediately mom. Yes. But you guys don't feel that. Yeah. yeah. And that's so much harder until you're actually holding a baby in your arms. Yeah. But so my boy stepped up quicker I than know. I did. <laughs> I know. Because it took me up. I freaking, I still don't know if I stepped up to the plate. <laughs> we got a three-year-old. You have. You have. I'm ki- Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm curious within your relationship. Yes. So pregnancy aside, baby aside, kind of the parents mentality aside, you guys are two months into a rel- relationship and you're starting to work on each other, like mm-hmm. forming a bond, forming hopefully something that will last. Mm-hmm. How long did that take you guys before you fell in love with each other? And was like, okay, I could see myself being with this person forever outside of a baby. I feel like mine was kind of immediate. Like, you hear about, like, the love at first sight (laughs) things. Like, I knew of her. Yeah. And, like, when we met, like, I went out of my way to, like, really. So, like, I applied to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And when I was signing, like, when I was filling out my application, I knew of her because I played soccer with her brother. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, can I have a pen? So I took her pen and then I filled out the application, turned it in. And then the next, I took her pen home with me. So then the next day I came back and I was like, oh, here's your pen back. And then long story short, I get hired at Chick-fil-A. And then um, my first day, like they have you like cut your belt. And I was like, oh, like I saw her. And I was like, oh, could you help me cut my belt? Like I need, like I need help. <laughs> I don't know how to do this kind of thing. So I, I just like, I had known of her and I was like, yeah. she's drop dead gorgeous. And then as we started working together... <laughs> But like as we started working together, I feel like it just kind of like transferred over into like real life. I was like, oh wow, like we got along. We're like best friends. So immediately, you knew you wanted to marry me. I, I wouldn't go that <laughs> yeah. far, but I'm just saying, like in, in regards to like attraction and like mm-hmm. truly, like I felt like I had the physical attraction, obviously. And then 
once we started working together and mm-hmm. became like literal best friends, I was like, oh, this is all right. Great. I think for me, it took a little bit longer mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Because like you said, when you're pregnant, I matured five years within a oh, day absolutely. and he stayed the same. Yeah. So yep. for a few years of our relationship and even into our marriage were extremely rocky. Mm-hmm. We were on whole different levels of mm-hmm. maturity. Mm-hmm. And I would say that now and within the past year or two, we are the closest that we've ever been. I feel like we are finally on the same level mm-hmm. in the amount of growing and maturity this man has done since we have met is insane. And like I said, I feel like a lot of guys would kind of back down from that and shy mm-hmm. away from that. But no, he, f- he faced it head on. He's like, okay. Anytime I would come up to him with something that I would like for him to change or work on, mm-hmm. he'd be Which like, okay, like how can I be better? <laughs> you know, he never shied away from those big conversations. So I would say it took a while for us to mm-hmm. really bond together and be in love with each other even after we were married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a while until we really came together and were best friends on top of being in love and being parents yes. and everything like that. I would say within the past two-ish years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot. Like, I just had to, like, I just remember just constantly having to, like, my entire world got flipped upside down. Like, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I feel like my moral compass got more focused on, okay, you're a dad now. Like, you need to change. You can't play video games all night or you can't mm-hmm. do this. So, like, I really focus on like working a lot and I feel like that's kind of people's perspective of like, oh, mm-hmm. if you have a kid, especially in our situation, like we don't have your degrees or anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great, I'm just going to work as much as I possibly can to provide for them. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't even touch on the whole like, okay, what am I doing? Like, am I, when I come home from work, am I playing video games? I'm mm-hmm. 19 years old. Like I want to play video games. Like that was a whole, there was just so many different things that I had to change. But like looking back on it, I'm so glad that it happened because like I feel like now, I can, like, enjoy my life, like, not being, like, immature. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find myself looking at people my age, and I'm, like, like, it's kind of, like, cringy. I feel like an mm-hmm. old man, <laughs> but, like, I'm the same. You know what I mean? It's just kind oh, of, yeah. like, yeah. you enjoy going to a club. I'm going to change diapers. Yeah. Right. Like, imagine, we he turned 19 in June. We got married in September. So, freshly 19, getting married with a four-month-old baby, mm. expecting to be the man of the house, providing... For both of us getting us a place to live mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and it's a lot of things to learn and so that's like i said it took a few years oh, yeah. mm-hmm. for us to not only learn to love each other which i think was the hardest thing is learning how we feel loved how, learning how each other feels loved was the key to us like flourishing i think in our marriage but Learning to love each other, being parents, learning, getting to know each other, and learning to be a family outside of everything else that was going on around us, everyone's Mm -hmm. opinions, everyone's everything, took took a bit. It took a long time. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm just sitting here in shock because we've interviewed how many couples? Uh, Hundreds. Hundreds. Married some 60 years, some high school sweethearts, like... And you guys have more wisdom than all of them, and I'm oh not. I'm not sure exaggerating. This conversation was going, but I freaking love them. <laughs> I'm, yeah, <laughs> I am not exaggerating because, like, yeah. you guys have learned it firsthand. The fact that you guys are sitting here and saying we had to learn how to love each other, how to talk to each other, how to do all of this. Some people that sit in these chairs that have been married sixty years are just figuring that out. Mm-hmm. 
they're like, oh, 50 years into the marriage, I figured I needed to figure her out a little bit or Mm -hmm. him. And the fact that you guys are doing that within your first four years is wild. It gets me excited because there's so many outside voices as as you've alluded to. I can only imagine like all the negative inputs, all the just, it could be negative or positive Mm -hmm. input and, you know, perspectives you're getting with with the right approach mm-hmm. like you could either fold under that pressure or use that as a as a tool to like draw your line in the sand and like solidify and that's what you guys have done mm-hmm. which is yes. which is so difficult but so impressive we're still figuring out how to do that yeah I was about, by the way yeah we're Don't get me wrong we're yeah, still no, figuring say, all of it like, out too we're not, we're not like we're not perfect like yeah. marriage is like an active like work but it's uh-huh. just like and I think another thing that like is kind of being thrown under the bus right now is just the fact that we spent every single moment together, essentially, mm-hmm. especially with like us, like, like I don't go to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we both work from home and we kind of s- split like responsibilities at home. So like whenever I quit, that's when it was like, oh, great. Uh, we need to figure this out. Cause I remember when I first quit, we were just like, what do we do? Like I'm mm-hmm. spending yes. every single waking moment with you. Yes, that was also another learning curve, Working how, learning how to work together. Mm-hmm. So we learned how to do the whole marriage parenting thing when he was working. Then we had to learn how to do the marriage parenting thing when you were home together. And Which that is, harder. is two different things. <laughs> yes, very much so. Two it different is. things. Because you have no space. No. no. We, we've had to go through that one. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That one's a hard one. It is. <laughs> oh, it's great at the end of the day, but learning how to delegate tasks and who does what and who's changing that diaper and taking this person to the bathroom and going outside or whatever it's a lot at first Mm -hmm. to figure that out and change all the rules so okay mamas ladies after having three babies i never thought i would wear an underwire bra again until i found skims so right before i had bear skims sent me a couple of maternity bras and i was like you know what i'm not gonna wear maternity bras they're so uncomfortable they're not for me I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, Flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes. 30A all the way to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows. Skims.com. I feel like I've explained it to a friend before who doesn't live that lifestyle where like you live together and work together and do everything. But it's almost like when, when a spouse leaves the house for work, then whoever's left, you have this expectation of like, oh, I have to take care of the kids. But it's like when both of you are in the house, you're both expecting the other to do things. And the assumption that's there 
can burn fires. And it's like less gets done, in my opinion. (laughs) Less gets done when you're both home because you're, let's just say there's a ton of dishes. Yeah. And I see them. I'm like, well, he's also home. Like he might get them. Exactly. But if I'm the only one home, I have to do them. Are you like, see a diaper that needs to change? Like, oh, he'll do it. Right. He's closer to him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It just causes a lot of arguments too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I want to walk down this path of, uh, you mentioned your best friends now, and I'm trying to just, it's hard to answer retrospectively because is that, is that just luck of the draw? Is that like lightning striking? Like, wow, how fortunate that you guys just ended up best friends or was it because from the get go, you just said you bought in, you're like, all right, we're going to make this work. You know what I'm saying? We were best friends to begin with when we both, so I was working at Chick-fil-A, which Mm -hmm. is. We met at Chick-fil-A, which is cute. Which is, which is adorable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was working at Chick-fil-A. Once he started working there, he's the funniest guy I know. And the thing that gets me the most, I love a funny guy, you know, mm-hmm. somebody that can make me laugh and smile. And so once we started to hang out and work together, we just clicked. We were mm-hmm. literally best friends from day one. I will say probably from him was instant attraction and best friends. Yep. And for me at first, I was like, yeah, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. With this guy? Look at his pecs popping through. He's got the biceps, <laughs> just full flex mode. It seems hey, like all my. <laughs> okay. But, and then mine grew into a, mm-hmm. an attraction for him. Mm-hmm. But we were best friends at first. Okay. Yes, we hung out all the time. I think that the longest time we have spent away from each other in the last six years that we've been together, like almost five years married, maybe a week. Maybe a week. When you went to California. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But we spent every, every day, almost every waking second together. But it's not like it was just like it, there was also like that work that went into yes. it. And I think honestly, like this, I might be biased because she's my wife, but I think I was very blessed in regards to the situation that I was put in. She was I don't like she was 19 at the time, but like I feel like she was just so mentally mature and thinking of somebody like another girl or let's say like you in your in your headspace, like weren't that mature. I don't know how things would have turned out because I feel like I was very immature and you were way more mature than I was. So I was like, oh, great. I need to elevate to your level. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if it was somebody else that was like, we were on the same maturity level and you were also extremely immature, like, I wouldn't have anything to be like, okay, great. Like, st- like step up. I'd be like, okay, great. I'm doing mm-hmm. everything right. And then it turns out that we're just both just super immature running into parenting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was also a thing is I feel like I had a lot of work to do and obviously you had some, I don't want to make it seem like you're like completely perfect, but like you had way less work to do than I did. And I feel like that was like a goal of mine. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to mm-hmm. be sitting here playing video games while you're doing all the work. Like I'm not, that's humiliating. And I'm sure you understand mm-hmm. when you're pregnant with the baby, your mindset changes. But then when you have the baby, I went from jumping off of cliffs into the water. We went <laughs> cliff jumping mm-hmm. all that summer to, I don't want to step foot out of this house mm-hmm. with my baby I don't want to get hurt. I don't want her to get hurt. It went from mm-hmm. wild and free to I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want this baby to be hurt at all. So, and I'm sure you can relate oh, to that. Yeah. So, as a woman with your hormones and everything and the anxiety and the postpartum, all of that stuff, <laughs> it just. I would say it's, it's different being married to a mom where it's like it is. You're married to like your friend yes. and then mm-hmm. you have a baby together. It's like. Okay, like she's intense now. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she's pretty good. All right. probably say the same about me. Okay? Yeah. No more roller coasters. I, I do feel like before kids, I had more of this mentality of like, oh yeah, we'll do it, yeah. whatever. And then we had kids. I was like, 
okay, they need to be in bed by this yes. time. I need you to be like doing this. Mm-hmm. Go pack the snacks. We need the diaper bag. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All of it. Yeah. I totally get yeah. it. Oh, man. Um, so you guys get married. You have your first little girl. Mm-hmm. What happens in two years where you guys are like, we love this. Let's do it again. <laughs> well, I got pregnant when Ella was 10 months old. With our second baby, you when guys he are was nineteen, crazy. Yeah. I was twenty at the time. He was nineteen. Was this yeah. on purpose? It was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was planned. How? Ugh. Why? I love this. I well, love this. Oh but like, I think it's because my older sister and I are eighteen months apart. Yeah. Okay. And we did want kids close together, and at the mm-hmm. time, we were a lot more financially stable. We had started a YouTube channel mm-hmm. that had taken off, and our video actually of me telling Ben that I was pregnant with Avery mm-hmm. was our video that kind of amped everything up it went Mm -hmm. it had like 2.5 million views on it Mm -hmm. or something and i had twenty thousand subscribers at the Mm -hmm. time so that is a lot of views for a channel with twenty thousand subscribers it's a lot of views period it's a lot so that really we were like oh okay you know we can do this we but as far as the decision to have another baby we were just a lot more stable at that point, and we were like, hey, let's have another. And you, you loved parenting. Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, like you mentioned, you kind of briefly mentioned it, but for, in my head was just the gap. Yeah. It's like I just, like, my brother and I are two and a half years apart. Like, yeah. you guys are close together, and, like, our relationship, like, I'm the closest with my brother. And, like, it's just, like, yeah. I don't know. That gap was, like, was just something. like, we can do it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we're a family now. We're going to make it work. We've made it work this far. Mm-hmm. We can make it work. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And kind of backtracking a little bit with your first daughter. Remind me her name. Ella. Ella. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with Ella, did parenting come easy? Was that the easiest part of everything going on? Um, She was a very easy baby. Mm-hmm. Well, not like with sleeping and all of that, yeah. but her personality is very easy to parent. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun. I was having Aww. a lot of fun. I loved it. I loved having a little girl and dressing her up and doing everything with her all day Aww. long. So... I think that parenting did come pretty easy to me. Mm-hmm. And then for me, definitely not. I think that that was like, and like mm-hmm. I said, I feel like everything was just like one after the other, like complete turn upside down. Mm-hmm. Cause I like, I grew up with one brother, like mm-hmm. no, like my brother's older than me and he didn't have any kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I just had to learn. And I, I remember, and I still do it to this day. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I did it before we left. I was just like, how did you handle that situation? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she, like I said, once again, she's just so much more mature when it comes to like parenting because I feel like she had a good house that like had a great mm-hmm. set a good example, and I feel like I didn't. So like, I was like, okay, don't. I know I don't want to do that. And then I see the way she handled situations, and I'm like, okay, how do you handle that situation? Like, how do you do that? Like, I I'll very openly just like ask you and like be like, what should I do next time or things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was it was definitely really hard for me to just like adjust to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did you propose? I'm curious. Um, I proposed, we went on like the Royal, Go- you know, the Royal Gorge. I don't, you probably don't, but it's like, it's like in Canyon city in Colorado. It's like a really big gorge and there's like a train that goes through it. So she was pregnant at the time. And I did like this in my head. It was like a, a great, awesome, elaborate, like I'm going to do this. It's like beautiful through the gorge. Like it's like a Valentine's day dinner kind of thing. And I had like the waitress, write Like, will you marry me on the thing? And then I like went down on one knee in the aisle, like as we were going through the gorge and I think it was pretty cool, but um, also everybody around us was like 65 plus <laughs> and it was kind of thrown off by how young we were. And then also like seeing Aww. us 
getting engaged and you also having like being pregnant. Was big, it was in February <laughs> and I was due in April. Uh, oh yeah. So she was big pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing that I remember about it <laughs> is first of all, I knew that he was going to propose because he was very nervous. He doesn't do oh. a really good job at yeah, like, hiding his emotions. <laughs> so I just, I just knew it. Like it was around Valentine's day. We had talked about it mm-hmm. and it was funny after we got engaged. There was every, I mean, everybody was kind of looking around and clapping and, you should see the picture of us when we got engaged. Oh. We actually look like infants. Oh. So I don't blame all the people around us going, how old are you guys? There was one couple yeah. that was sitting next to us. How old are you guys? And at the time, we were 18 and 19. I think we said 20 or something. Yeah, yeah, we definitely lied. <laughs> 20. <laughs> but yeah, 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. And that's why we proposed. And of course, I said yes. <laughs> I'm laughing because we like to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and it's like oh, yeah. every time I'm like, "Wow, I can't believe they're just engaged and they have to get to know each other." It's like you guys, you guys put that show to shame. Yeah, <laughs> and make, we did. You make yeah. this, like you really had the high stakes. We did. Um, but okay, your your bios say you beat the statistics mm-hmm. of teen pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I think you've beaten a lot of different statistics, but I think you've what do you mean beaten by all that? of them? What are the statistics that you're talking about? Just with us still being together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like there's just this stigma around being a teen parent and still going out and partying or mm-hmm. not being together still or not raising your baby mm-hmm. as well as a mm-hmm. married couple would. Which I think the statistic I'm talking about is just us still being together mm-hmm. and yeah. raising our children together in a stable home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why has it been important to you guys to share this? Because I'm sure it comes with a fair share of pushback. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, why do you do it? I love it. <laughs> I do love it. And I think we first started sharing because a lot of his family was overseas. In Bolivia. A lot of my family mm-hmm. lives in Texas. And so... We started to share online about it, and then we really started to share about our story and what really happened. Mm -hmm. And it's been really inspiring for a lot of people, and when I hear those stories of, you've inspired me to keep going Mm. through this pregnancy or try or whatever the case may be, those messages are the ones I'm like, Mm -hmm. I did my job, you know? Mm -hmm. I am providing hope and a sense of, you can do this. Some encouragement to people who doubt themselves and doubt yeah. themselves in parenting or in marriage or in pregnancy. If I can do that for one person, then that's that's enough for me. I would also add, Ben, you're inspiring every father mm-hmm. in the yeah. entire world mm-hmm. and being a massive role model and example for yeah. how dads should step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with just, like, doing that is another thing is we don't want to, like, glorify teen pregnancy because there yeah. is a statistic. There is there, there That statistic is there for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them are very turbulent. Ours was extremely turbulent. It's not like we had, like, a really smooth sailing. Like, no, we had to go through that. Mm-hmm. But if you're put into a situation like that, I feel like that was, like, look, here's our story. Here's how we got through it. You two are a couple for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. all of the outside noise and whispers and all that stuff, in 25 years, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, you two are the ones that are in the relationship. So I feel like it was kind of more of like, here's our story. Here's a situation that we were dealt mm-hmm. with. God gave us a situation to handle. And this is how we handled it. 
not being like, you should go out there and have a baby when you're 18. Like, is it? No, oh, like yeah. our story is like, this is why you try to prevent that. Because but if you do ever end up exactly, in, this situation, in this situation, there is hope. There is that's not the end of your story. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you find out you're pregnant as a teen, that's not the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you right now that my life started mm-hmm. when I found out that I was pregnant. Yeah. And it's been the best almost five years of my life with my babies. So. Wow. So best five years of your life. Yes. But you guys are babies. So. <laughs> yeah. And you have a long way to go. Yes. What are your plans? What's your strategy in keeping the success rate going for the next 70 some years of your life yes well I think that it's hard to think of that Mm -hmm. because our kids are so young that right now we're just surviving with three children under the ages of five but actively working on our marriage staying consistent in the way that we parent and agreeing on how to raise all of these girls to the best of our ability and taking whatever life throws at us, no matter what it is, no matter what point of our life we have done so much and conquered so much already, Mm -hmm. there's nothing in the future that would, you know, that we couldn't conquer at this point. So I try not to think too hard about Mm -hmm. everything in the future because that's very overwhelming with three children and all the possibilities that life could bring. But we take it one day at a time. And we do it together and we'll conquer any, anything that comes our way in the and future. I think that's the biggest thing is just like focusing on us. And like, like I said, we don't mm-hmm. want to come off as like, we're perfect. Like we're in a marriage, like we have things that we work through. We've worked through them. We have things that we're working through actively. And it's just like, cause I don't, I just don't want it to seem like we're perfect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's an active process. I'm sure you guys know it's like, there's no end to it. Like no matter what, in 20 years, there's going to be something new right. arises that we're mm-hmm. going to have to get through. We're going to have to go through the kids high school and all of that stuff that we're not even like considering. Right. But at the end of the day, it's important for us to be unified in that mm-hmm. and focus on us because I feel like to start like a good foundation for our kids it's, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Like they, they look at us every single day and see what we are doing and their, our, their lives are solely based around us mm-hmm. and how we treat each other and, like how we parent. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways you focus on you two, tangibly or intangibly? Like how do you how oh, do you do that on a? My favorite thing is just like we have we went through the Marvel series. I convinced her to watch all of the Marvel movies. <laughs> I convinced her, and she was very hesitant. I am obsessed with yeah. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's they're the really good. They're <laughs> yes. so good. <laughs> I watch. What do we watch for, first? Iron Man. We watch them chronologically. Iron so Iron, Iron Man. Man. And I was like, wow. okay. I'll watch yes. more. And did you wait past the credits? Yes. yes. Yep. Yes. I told her. Yep. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. No. But that we've actually talked about it before. But we think that that was where our relationship grew exponentially. Because oh. yes. literally every, maybe not every night. Like no, it was every night. We had ordered in food together. I was so pregnant always. with our last baby. Yeah. Yep. I was so sad and so much pain. We'd ordered in food. We'd wait for the kids to go to bed. It was so exciting. Yeah. And then we'd order in food and we watch. We pick one. We were watching them in order. Mm-hmm. And so we knew which one we were going to watch that night. It was so exciting. And we talk about it and debrief the whole movie. And then we had like a ranking list and all that. Like we like made a little (laughs) game out of it. But the the moral of it is like we spent so much time together. Like those movies are like three hours long and there's like 28 of them or whatever it is. And I feel like a lot of parents are like, oh, we can't go on a date night. It's like, okay, great. Then order in some food and enjoy yourselves and enjoy company. Like that, you got to get like that's the deal. That's the hand that you're dealt. Like just make the best of it. I will say though, also – 
figuring out the ways that we feel loved the most. Yes. Once mm-hmm. we found that yes. out. How'd you do that? Just time or? It was time, time for sure. It was time and figuring out what. I think when we started to communicate, oh, I feel really loved when da 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 da. Yeah. You know? Mine's acts of service. Mm-hmm. So when he cleans something up or when he goes and picks me up a coffee, something that could be less than $5 mm-hmm. or does something Three. around the house. Fill up, the wa- fill up your water. Fill up my this. water, get my phone yeah. charger, all of that stuff. I'm good to go. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to go on a elaborate date night, mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars spent. You know, that's nice every once in a while. But <laughs> th- the way that I feel loved is through those little things. Mm-hmm. And so his is more physical touch so that when mm-hmm. we would watch movies together, you know, if we'd cuddle on the couch, whatever it is, you know, that's when we, once we found that out, our relationship was just taken to the next level and without even having to talk about mm-hmm. hey i don't really feel loved or i feel like mm-hmm. i don't really feel in touch with you we already knew what needed to happen for both of us to be reconnected yep. so what spending lots of time together yeah because there's this quality time yeah. as well as active service and mine's yeah. physical touch and words of affirmation which i feel like is very like kind of clustered together mm-hmm. and like i said like i feel like i didn't even know what my love languages was mm-hmm. like when we first met so i feel like it was a lot of like inner searching like okay great like i feel like this is that or like we would look up the definition of it or at least me personally i feel like yeah, you already wait, what yours. was your question again or what did you ask what was the question like how did you find out what your love language was I, yeah i just think it was time yeah it was yeah. just time and you have to figure it out yourself first yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because whenever he would bring me home a starbucks i would be like i'd be so excited you know Aww. it's my favorite thing or if he would do the dishes and not even say anything you know walk away he didn't have to tell me hey just so you know i did the dishes mm-hmm. he would just do it yes like i love that i love this man it's amazing it's way harder though as wild and backwards as this is like it's so much easier for me to be like sean why didn't you do the dishes mm-hmm it's, hard, it's easier to do that than it is to be like, Sean, I felt so loved. When yeah. you, felt, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. dang, if only you communicated the things that you appreciated or you were excited about or you like mm-hmm. just, you know, and then made it, you feel loved. Yes. It's it so would, encouraging because then yeah. it's just like it yes. bounces back and forth. It's like, oh, I love that I got that compliment. Uh-huh. Yes. So now what can I do again? To like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's definitely hard at first to have that become just part of your nature to mm. do these things around the house and in your marriage but once it does Mm -hmm. it just makes everything better or it did for us but that's like what you just explained was like my fuel you know Mm -hmm. like i'm words of affirmation like yeah great talk to me about how amazing like (laughs) that sounds very entitled that was that was worded on but i'm just saying like yeah oh i really love that i'm like great i will do it for the rest of my life if uh, if you're going to compliment me every time i do well not every time but just saying like i don't know like that that fueled me because her being like, oh, I liked that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, great. You just fed one of my love languages mm-hmm. by just saying that. Well, yeah. and we all know within relationships, nothing feels worse than feeling like you came up short for your spouse. Mm-hmm. So if they're, if it's a critique, if it's like a sit down, like, oh, I don't feel loved. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're s- constantly starting to hear this from your spouse of like, oh, I feel so loved. It's like you've won yes. the yeah. greatest competition. It's the greatest. Yeah. It is. I'm just thinking about you know, Sean and I have occasionally fallen into the, like, kids are down. What do you want to do? Well, let's just turn on Netflix. And mm-hmm. it's, like, mindless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you describing this excitement around watching these yes. Marvel movies. Like, I think there is a way, as long as you're intentional and, like, you're both immersed and excited and you're, like, it's something that you're looking forward to. Maybe it sounds like you even, like, ha- you had these movies scheduled to some degree. Yeah. That, that 
comes across way different than like a oh hey let's just right. like yep. turn on something mm-hmm. you know and it's like you're just stumbling through it like yeah. you can make not just normal moments feel really special when you're both like on the same page doing it together right. you know, and so. i remember we would just not we wouldn't our rules like we didn't you had you have we didn't have any phones at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, when, like, we're scheduling it out. We saved Endgame. We saved the last movie <laughs> yeah. for when, when, when we were in labor <laughs> yeah. after we had Addie. Our Wait, that's You're amazing. in labor yeah. watching the movie? Yes, we, I was in labor. <laughs> oh, we, we were watching it. Like, we, we were sitting in the hospital. We waited to watch yeah. Endgame till I, we were, till I was in labor and we were in the hospital for an extended amount of time. And we did. Wait, that's amazing. That <laughs> would make labor so great. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, uh. Wait. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, through contraction. That's but I will awesome. say, another thing is, the Marvel movies was definitely something that he wanted to do mm-hmm. that I wasn't very interested mm-hmm. in and kind of brushed off and was like, no, I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch these movies. Oh, no. Letting your spouse have some control or letting them have a piece of you that they love or, mm. yeah. what am I trying to say? Celebrating their passion. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> You know, feeding mm. into their passions and experiencing that with them mm. also made him happy. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I kind of like it. So then at the end of the day, it all just came together mm. with that situation. But I think it is important to read into the things that your spouse likes and, you know, spend time doing that with them as well. You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. This is my favorite interview we've ever done. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm in love with you guys. <laughs> Sometimes I'll think about just, I like to read, so I'll come across some stuff that I try to mull over. And, you know, to know is to love is a quote that has just struck me in marriage where it's like, okay. I don't understand Marvel movies, right? Mm. Like, I don't care. But if I if I Excuse ask me? Sean these questions, <laughs> this is hypothetical. Okay. I do love Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, if, if I, like, ask her about Marvel movies and I get to know Marvel movies better, then I'll, like, not only get to appreciate, maybe I won't fall in love with Marvel movies, maybe it's not my yeah. style, but I'll at least learn to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. And, more importantly, I'll learn to love you better, to mm-hmm. Katie's point. It's great. Right. And then she'll love you more because you're more interested in what she loves. Exactly. And it's like, don't kill. If if you're if you're excited about something, that would be such a tragedy if I just doused that excitement. Right, so. right. Who's your group of friends? Who do you guys hang out with? What's your community? She's my friend. 
No. <laughs> we do have a very small group of friends. Yeah. I have one good girlfriend and they have kids as well. And what really worked out is we met up with them because I had known her for church mm-hmm. from a while ago. She had a baby. I had two babies at that point. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out? He's a big Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. And wow. Damar was a big um, Rams, Rams fan. fan. They were playing together. So she had watched a little bit of my videos and knew that he was an Eagles fan. She's like, hey, they're playing each other. Do you want to come over and kind of reconnect? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And the nice thing that happened is not only am I best friends with her now, he's best friends with her. That's wonderful. I go, I go, like, he's my, I would say, like, my only friend apart from, like, family, like, my brother. Mm -hmm. But, like, we go go to the gym five times a week, and he's just, that's why, it's like my one friend. Right. We honestly keep our circle pretty small. Mm -hmm. I am a person who gets kind of overwhelmed with a lot of friends to keep up with. I like to focus energy on my family and the closest people around me mm-hmm. I have a lot going on so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to continuously try and keep up with so many different relationships but yeah it just worked out that we both have kids we're both best friends with you know yeah. the couple <laughs> and it just worked out perfectly and it was definitely like a blessing because oh, we yes. were so like just by ourselves which there's no there's nothing mm-hmm. bad in that but it's also a different relationship, like having like a guy that I can go to, because in in our house it's all like girls, so I'm like, yeah. it's just an estrogen castle, yeah. and yeah. like to be able to like go and like go to the gym and just be able to like talk and just hang out with like another guy was yeah. just like it, I'm blessed. That for also it. they also have two girls. Yes, they also have all. Oh. Girls. So we have five girls, girls all together when girls. we get together. Wow. Yes. Are they your age? Yes, that was the other thing mm. that was really oh, nice is she's my age. She's a tiny bit older than me. He's a He's little, little bit, bit older. older. Yeah. But um, it was nice that they were our age. They were young. They were married and they had kids and they were girls. Wow. And we were like, wow. perfect. Yeah. We yeah. are just all best friends. That's we're awesome. going to grow up together. And that's how it is. Tell me about. Um, okay, so you mentioned you met this friend at church. Yes. I feel like sometimes the Christian community can be the, the most brutal. Mm-hmm sure how did you build the courage collectively to like show up at church i guess maybe you were married or yeah not yet married mm-hmm. with a kid and like confront that mm-hmm. vibe we kind of snuck in and out really mm-hmm. oh yeah okay. yeah okay. So we, d- we didn't really know too many people there so we would mm-hmm. kind of go in we'd mind our business sit in the back mm-hmm. sit in the back we had our baby and then we would go there wasn't very many connections that we made at church mm-hmm. at that point because we had no idea what we were doing. There are not very many couples that have babies that are our age, yeah. mm-hmm. which is very hard to relate to someone who not only has older kids, but just isn't in our headspace. We were in a very awkward place where the people our age didn't have kids, mm-hmm. and the people who did have kids were not our age mm-hmm. and could not relate to our situation. Neither person, neither party yeah. could relate to our situation. So we were very lonely for a very long time mm-hmm. until we found our friends that are our age and have girls kids that are our kids age Mm it was pretty lonely it was really just us for a while it was our families and that was it yeah and i feel like it was also like in that time frame between like the awkward stage of us losing a lot of our friends and then also us finding like damar maria it was like that helped us in our relationship Mm because i feel like we had to lean back on one another like it's not like i had to like oh I have to go talk to my friend or something like that. Right. Like we there would talk to one to another. To. It's mm-hmm. like, there's nobody else other than family. So like, we need to figure this out. We need to become best friends because we're in a really unique situation. And that's it's what it us. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had an online community for sure. Yeah. Of people. With you yeah. Too. yeah. Isn't that amazing? 
It is. Yeah. But, you know, these people are pretty far away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're not as, you know, close as it seems. There were a lot of girls in my situation, but it's just not the same as having mm-hmm. somebody in person to be able to go to and talk to and be vulnerable with about your situation. So it did force us to draw closer to each other because mm-hmm. there were no other people outside of us to be able to run to when we had a problem. Mm-hmm. So. What advice do you give people in your situation? Don't give up. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of times where I felt like I could have just thrown in the towel and been like, this man will never change. He'll never grow up. And it's a lot easier to do that. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, okay, I think I'd just be better off if I just took care of this and we moved along. But never give up on each other. As long as both of you are actively working on it, it might take a while to get there. But you'll get there. Like, yeah. don't give up. It'll all work out. It'll all get better. We're a living testimony of that. That's mm. what I would say. It's just don't be easy to give up on your relationship and on your family. I think the biggest thing that kills that is, like, ego. It's mm-hmm. just, like, whenever you kind of puff up your chest, and it's like, no, like, you get kind of get defensive versus, mm-hmm. like, stepping back and be like, you know what? Like, I see your perspective. Like, I see where I was wrong in that. And obviously that takes a lot of, like, work and time to get to. But I feel like that's why actively we're still going and we're like we're kind of thriving right now just because of the fact that like we're both able to like put our egos aside mm-hmm. and be a little bit more sensitive and be like, you know what, like I was wrong. And like just uh-huh. kind of swallow your pride a little bit and be like, okay, like, yeah, Cause I'm at the sorry. End of the how day, can- we're both learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're both learning how to be parents. We need to give each other grace. Yep. Keep working on each other. Keep working on ourselves. And as long as you both can recognize that, mm-hmm. that. We don't really know what we're doing. We're both learning. We're both growing. I'm, I'll share what I, my advice to you. You share your advice to me. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up on it. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have like to have you guys back. Oh my I'd gosh. love to come back. I'd love to come back. <laughs> Once you move here, then <laughs> right. you'll just, yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that thought of, uh, I know, we're over an hour, but we're going to let it rip. I love this conversation. I, I have the closing question. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) We're not going to close it out. I don't know if you've heard this, but the Hebrew word for Eve means beneficial adversary. Mm -hmm. And so like you think about Adam and Eve and Mm -hmm. like, I just think about our beneficial adversary. It's almost like two rams butting heads, but like for the better, right? It's like there's there's a lot of friction there. You see things differently, but because of that difference in perspective, you're a better team. Like, you're better together. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you guys have just embraced that concept of mm-hmm. you can back down. You it, it is so easy to be like, oh, this is exhausting. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And we've had – you were talking about golden retrievers. Like, that was one big argument. I love dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. Sean treats dogs like a child. So it's like – Yes. I'll get, like, scolded because – I don't even, I didn't give him like a dessert. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, (laughs) and I'm like, wait a minute, why are you mad at me? Anyway, so, but we'll have this, we had the same argument like 80 times, right? Uh And at some point you're like, I can either just walk away, back down, or I can look myself in the mirror and be like, okay, when the 81st conversation comes up about this, (laughs) this argument, 
am I going to change my strategy? Like th that's where like the refining process comes where you're like, okay, let's do it different. Let's do it different. Let's, we're going to have another go at the plate and let's like try a different take. So <laughs> you guys seem like you just have embraced that and it's beautiful to yes. see. Thank you. Yeah. Hypothetical. This is the closing question. And we're <laughs> going to come back for like round two through 10. This is going to be a series guys. Um, you have three little girls. They become teenagers. Mm -hmm. They're in high school. They bring home boyfriends. What's your, in your mind, what's the greatest piece of advice you could give them in your shoes back when you were, you guys were teenagers? Mm. Oof. This might be one I have to think about for a second. Yeah, Because yeah, that's a it. big question. Man. It is. Well, you think... Oh. The reason why I ask is I have these thoughts a lot about like mistakes you make as kids and even as adults. And if my kid makes that same, whatever it is, decision, yeah. have I done my part as a parent? And you can't be hypocritical, you know, because it's right. like yeah. I, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Mm -hmm. But how do you teach your kids to have more wisdom at an earlier level? stage in life like specifically with their boyfriends and stuff? anything oh goodness what would be curious that your your perspective on that though too specifically. on boyfriends yeah. yeah i honestly when it comes to boyfriends and stuff i feel like i'm giving myself advice because of how i know i would have wanted to be treated in that yeah. situation i think teenagers are going to be teenagers yeah. and responding appropriately as a parent mm -hmm. is a huge thing mm-hmm I know how I would have loved to be responded to or how situations could have been played out by mm -hmm. my parents before everything fell out. So I think as a parent, I'm walking into this teenage relationship with a better grasp on how I will handle it. Mm -hmm. But as far as them, I think that you go first. I would probably just say, and this is so, you know, like this could change and it could be, it probably is going to get more as we get closer to it i'm mm -hmm. sure that we're going to be able to like formulate like kind of what we're trying to say but i think for me it's just like kind of how we say earlier it's like don't give up and i feel like a lot of people nowadays kind of just get down in the dumps about like oh man like i can't like afford this or like inflation or whatever it is at the certain time and it's just like just keep pushing like mm -hmm. really just keep pushing like life will get better everything ebbs and flows and like just power through and mm -hmm. if you need anything like we're here like because like she mentioned, we have like firsthand experience of like how our parents reacted and we're like, hey, we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, you're put in a situation. Nothing that I'm saying right now and reacting to is going to change this. Mm -hmm. But the last thing I want to do is make this relationship really hard and something tragic happen. And then me go back and look at it and be like, why didn't I just say, you know what? I'm here for you. It where the situation is what it is. And like, I'm we're here for you if you need I it. I think that just raising them in general from this time up until their teenagers will kind of dictate the way that they handle situations yeah. as a teenager. I would love to tell them when they're teenagers to do whatever makes them happy because there are so many different opportunities in life at this day and age where when I was pregnant, it was like college, go to college, everyone go to college, like get your degree, get your degree. And there's a lot of people who don't use their degrees and we don't have a degree and we have a lot of different things going for us right now. I'd love to tell them to just follow your heart, do what makes you happy. Life is short mm -hmm. and be a good person. You know, mm -hmm. just be a good person at the end of the day. Make people happy, lift people up, 
and do what you love. In one of the videos I watched, so you talked about your dad was super accepting and your dad maybe didn't seem like that at one point. Is, is, are you just like, hey, whatever you guys do goes, or is it more like this? Is, I would not do this. Based off my experience, I wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. For parenting. To, to your kids, mm-hmm. yeah. My dad was very strict. Mm-hmm. Very, very strict. Never was really accepting to any of the boyfriends that I brought home, which forced me and pushed me towards my boyf- my boyfriends and that relationship and that validation from men because I wasn't getting that necessarily from my dad at the time. Mm-hmm. He was very much just like, no boyfriends, here are the rules, da-da-da-da-da, which I was like, no, like, I'm going with my boyfriend, and I would sneak out and go see them and directly go against the things that he was saying. And I think as a parent, I want to handle that differently. Obviously, I have rules, like, hello, these are teenagers. We need yeah. to have some structure going on here. But also just keeping that relationship open to an mm-hmm. extent of... I need you to communicate with me what's going on and tell me why you're making these decisions or why do you like this guy? Mm -hmm. Tell me what your relationship is like behind this. Dig a little bit deeper instead of completely being no, Mm -hmm. you can't do this. And then my side was just so open. Like I was like, I would be out till like 3 a.m. and my dad wouldn't even text or call me. I'm like, you don't like care or like an ounce. (laughs) Like, are you okay? Like checking in on me. And I feel like that's part of the reason like the love language is what it is like that I have like words of affirmation and like physical touch is because I feel like I didn't get enough of that as a kid, like looking back and reflecting. So like, I'm more on the other side where it's like, okay, we need structure. Like, I don't want my kid to be out there doing dumb stuff, going partying or whatever it is. And then also in the middle of doing that feeling like you don't care. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like once again, it's like you're one side, I'm the other side, and we are going to meet in the middle. Right, so. and I also feel like these things will change for sure. Oh, yeah. Like I say this now about my four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Do what you love and, like, be happy and make people happy and be a good person, you know, because that's when I look at her, I'm like, I, know. I want you to do what you yeah, love and just be a good person, make people happy, don't tear people down. But when she is 17, <laughs> I might have something completely different <laughs> yeah. to say. So, mm. who knows? That reminds me of our three-year-old girl. I had this conversation with Andrew the other day. I was like, I feel like she's old enough and she loves opening the front door for people. Yes. And I was like, I feel Ours like she's too. old enough that we had to have the first like kind of stranger danger conversation yes. of like, if you don't know the person, let's not open it. Yes. And I had this conversation with her. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, so if someone comes to the door. What do we do? She goes, I wave at them and then I give them a hug. And I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so nice. Yes. Very He's such a kind little soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but no. Yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah. My kids too. They are like, it's the mini's here. They know mm-hmm. how to unlock oh, yep. and everything. So it's a nice skill. It's a good skill. Great. <laughs> Last question. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and apologies if, if this comes off rude. But do you now view w- when you got pregnant in 1918? What's the word that you describe that with? Is it like that was mistake or that was I'll let you fill in the blank a blessing mm-hmm. okay it truly was it felt didn't feel like a blessing at the time mm-hmm. but like i said when you look at this human being standing in front of you and you imagine your life without them mm-hmm. and what your life could have been like yeah i could have gone to college and yeah who knows if we would even be together at this point and none of my other kids would would have existed mm-hmm. if I made this one decision, if I deemed this as a mistake and 
made a decision like that. When I look at her, there's so many times when she was a baby and I looked at her and I'm like, how would I've ever thought mm. this about her? It's hard to put yourself in that situation going back to when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you can't see the baby. All you feel is your emotions. But I would definitely say it was a blessing for sure. Mm -hmm. Wow. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. For those listening who have not watched Ben and Katie's YouTube channel. Every single person go there now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they expand <laughs> They expand on a lot of these topics and they have Instagrams as well that we'll link. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for having us. And when you move here, we'll do round two. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Well, excited to continue to grow our relationship. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are great. Thank, thank you. you.